Okay, ladies and gentlemen, got another story for you today. We're going to take the circuitous route. We're going to go around backwards and come back in on this story. Going to tell it from really the perspective that it's not really told from, but we're going to have a little fun here or maybe learn a little something. This is a story today we're going to talk about a man by the name of Linwood Shull. Linwood Shull. I'm going to guess that almost nobody has any recollection of who Linwood Shull is. Linwood Shull lived in Batesburg, South Carolina. He was the chief of police, the police force, much like the days of Barney Fife, consisted of him and one other man. Linwood Shull was a decent fellow, church-going guy. Supposedly, he wore his chief of police uniform all day, every day. The only time he changed is when he went on Sunday morning to the Methodist Church. In most respects, for a man in the South, he was a de considered a decent fellow. February 1946, World War II is over. A little bit of excitement in the country, but Chief of Police Linwood Shull has been called down to the bus depot. It seems there may be an unruly passenger that he has to take care of. Linwood Shull goes down and he's told by the bus driver that he has a black man on his bus that has been wanting to get off and go to the bathroom. He's causing problems. He's been drinking. He's upset some of the white passengers. And something needs to be done about him. Witnesses say that this man was Isaac Woodard. And Isaac Woodard, as soon as he walked off to the bus, off of the bus to meet with Chief of Police Linwood Shull, he was hit in the head with a blackjack. Now, a blackjack is kind of like a billy club. In fact, that may be exactly what it is. It's a small club that's made primarily out of leather, which gives it a flexibility which means you can kind of whip it and make it uh, pretty painful, pretty, pretty something you don't want. Anyway, Chief of Police hits young Isaac Woodard in the head with the blackjack, and other discussion goes on. The Chief of Police takes Isaac in on down the road to the police headquarters. There's a little bit of discrepancy about what happens. The chief of police says he only hit him twice. First he claimed he only hit him once, but then his story became, well, I had to have hit him twice. He had to have hit him more than that. Forensics experts said it had to be at least two, three, could have been multiple hits. In fact, more than likely it wasn't a hit. It was a gouging of the eyes that caused what happened. Don't know if Linwood Shull was ever disappointed himself in what happened. But here is a man who all he knows is there's a little bit of an unruly incident on a bus. And the result is he beats the man until he's blind. Evidently, they had a little skirmish. Isaac Woodard didn't want to get hit with the blackjack, and he tried to take it away from the chief of police. And evidently, somebody else, the second part of the local, of the local police force, pulled a gun and said, Isaac Drop that thing or I'm going to shoot you where you are. Well, Isaac Woodard was convicted, fined $50, and told he could, he could go. The only problem was he felt bad and he could no longer see. And they eventually got him to the VA hospital. Why the VA hospital, you say? Because Isaac Woodard was on a bus 
only hours before he had been honorably discharged from service during World War II. Now, he was a black man, and so he wasn't in combat. But he did serve as a sergeant in the military, and he was decorated. He had the Victory Medal, and it appears that at least once while he was unloading or loading, they were under fire, under enemy fire. So here is a decent man, though he is black and though he is in the South, and though there's a great deal of controversy about exactly what happened and whether he was drinking and whether he was unruly or whether he was just standing up for himself. But the result is he goes off of the bus, he's beaten by the chief of police, and now he's blind. Linwood Shule may not have understood exactly what could happen in this kind of situation. I'm sure he thought it was perfectly okay for him to be abusive to this black man. I, you know, in the South, it's, it's still early, early, early in the Civil Rights Movement. But what's happening is there are several people, several black folks, coming home from World War II with a little different attitude, believing that they have served their country and they deserve fair treatment. They need to be treated on a fair basis. And when they're not, there seems to be a few people that rise up a little. Sometimes we don't think about the consequences. Linwood Shule is going to have consequences come from this that he does not anticipate. This is from a book I recently read called Unexampled Courage. The subtitle is The Blinding of Sergeant Isaac Woodard and the Awakening of President Harry Truman and Judge J. Wadey's Warring by a man named Richard Gurgle. Shaw probably never guessed that this would, that the blinding of Isaac Woodard would have any impact. But this one blind, blind man was cause for a few people in significant places to see things completely different. You see, the story of a young soldier on his way back from serving honorably in the military, being taken off a bus and beaten until he was blind, got out. And there was a reaction to it. Obviously, the NAACP, the black community, were outraged. There were a lot of people that didn't care much for it. And as the title of the book suggests, one fella in particular who didn't like it was Harry Truman. When he heard the story, he said, we have to do something. Well, Harry Truman did something. He claims that a big part of the inspiration for his fully integrating the military was this incident with Isaac Woodard. And he gets on to his attorney general and says, we've got to prosecute this thing. We've got to go down there and get this chief of police and convict him for what he did. Well, that didn't work out so well, as you are probably well aware. A black man on trial in the South being judged by an all-white jury did not get the, the uh, conviction he wanted very often. And certainly that's the case there. It's a little bit embarrassing. The, uh, the prosecution, who are trying to convict this chief of police for this thing he has done, when he comes to the final argument, you would think he says, you must convict, you must convict. If the glove doesn't fit, or whatever that was, you must convict him. But what he says was, well, you know, the government is going to be proud of you guys no matter what judgment you return. And what, what kind of a... What lawyer says that? Anyway, as you would guess, Linwood 
Shul is acquitted and goes free. Interesting thing about this, we've already mentioned that Truman is influenced by this. The judge that's sitting in on this is a man by the name of Wadey's Waring, and he's disappointed with the quality of prosecution from the prosecution. They, they didn't try very hard. He, he, from where he was, he could see there were all kind of mistakes, all kind of opportunities that weren't taken advantage of. And it starts him to reconsider. He's a typical Southern judge. He's a fairly just man. He's a fairly honest guy. He doesn't really have it in for the black man, but certainly he's not taking chances. He's not trying to do anything civil rights-wise. But this case, this blinded Sergeant Isaac Woodard, and this chief of police, this story gets him thinking. It reevaluates what he thinks about civil rights. He reconsiders, or maybe considers for the first time, what should happen there, what happens. So one of the things that happens as a result of this guy's blinding is the full integration of the Army, and Truman had many other ideas as far as civil rights goes. He tried to do some things. But also you have this judge, Wadey's Warring. And I had no idea, but he is probably, if not the most influential, one of the most influential white civil rights guys in that time period. And we're all familiar with Plessy versus Ferguson. That's the 1890s Supreme Court justice that said separate is equal or separate is fine. Brown versus Board of Education says separate is per se not equal. This really comes from this judge, Wadey's warning. He pushes Thurgood, Thurgood Marshall in the NAACP and says, man, you need to just turn this thing over. You need to completely do away with separate but equal. You need to attack it at the core. And they take his advice and, of course, the decision of Brown versus Board of Education, well, it takes a lot of fighting to get it all done away with. But from a court point of view, it's done. Excess is a dangerous thing. Linwood Shule thought he was just doing what he was supposed to do. The idea that somebody might be blinded, some black man that didn't matter to anybody and didn't care about, he didn't care about, what happened to him would be of not any consequence. Never would be of any consequence in the South. Nobody would care. But what he did became the catalyst for huge movement in the civil rights movement. So we might want to think about that when we get excesses in our lives. If Think about if Chief of Police Shul would have just said, I'm going to hit him once, I'm going to put him in jail overnight, and that'll be the end of it. Isaac Woodard would have lived a, a normal life, but there would not have been this civil rights uproar that came because of what happened to him. I just think that's really interesting. The civil rights movement is an interesting thing to me. <clears throat> There's a lot of guys that seem to get too much credit. And then there's a bunch of guys like this Isaac Woodard that I'd never heard of that had a big impact. Something to think about, something to ponder. Don't, be careful when you punish in excess. Be careful about some of those things. Hope that's helpful. Hey, read a good book and try something new.